Muriel was great to see, and she's absolutely beautiful. Uh, my girlfriend doesn't have any interest in Lord of the Rings, so she's never going to hear it. But that woman is wow, and a good actor. Not as well, you so putting the disclaimer good, out. So good, you know? um, <laughs> sorry, forgive me, listeners. You know, just so you know, that's the cold open. Just so you know, you got ah! it. Oh, okay, okay, bye. Okay. Sweet, sweet. So, um, hi guys, welcome to episode three, or technically our second uh, episode, but it is a review of episode three of uh, The Rings of Power. Uh, it's me, Chiazo here, alongside Priscilla. How are you doing, Priscilla? I'm dandy. I don't know why I picked sweet. that word, but we'll, we'll go with it. <laughs> Was it something? Was that just a ra- random, or is that inspired by the episode? Like, what's your what's your immediate reaction before we get stuck in immediate you know reaction? What, right, it has a, we'll go into the character who I saw. Right, the character who I saw, I screamed a little bit. Oh, I was very very excited. Even though he technically shouldn't, he shouldn't be there. But you know, we're gonna forget that. We're gonna forego that because <laughs> the like. Psycho side of me was very, 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 very excited to see his little ah. face, and it warmed my heart. It made my day. <laughs> Not even the hot chocolate I had today will beat the feeling I had when I saw him. Oh, oh my days! Well, I hope your boyfriend doesn't listen to this episode because that was crazy. But <laughs> did this character happen to appear in the last few seconds of the episode? Oh. Okay, that's my second one. Oh, that's not who I was thinking then. No, but that's my second one though. That's a good shout because I was all excited. And then when the last person came up, I was like, <laughs> but that's what I was thinking Whoa. of. He came up when, um, you know, his sister came with the horse. Ah, okay. Uh, for those that um, aren't um, watching the video version of this, Priscilla literally flicked her hair as she was talking about this particular character. But um, let's let's get into the let's get into the storylines. I think there are three major storylines uh, this time around, um, and what I've thought of doing is actually tackling them from my least favorite, unfortunately, to my favorite. Yeah, yeah. So switch up the um, I'm going to switch up the format a bit today. So now, um, unfortunately, I haven't actually consulted with Priscilla in terms of you know fav- least favorite to favorite. So um, let's just hope she agrees. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing for me was <laughs> actually the Harfoots. Um, the the two the two or oh, sorry three storylines I'm thinking of basically were covered in episode three. Harfoots, the Island Kingdom of Numenor, and what the hell was going on in the Southlands all crazy, all worth talking about. So let's get stuck into it. Um, so starting with the um, Harfords, do you have any any opening thoughts on, uh, you know, the Harford scenes, uh, Priscilla? What did you think? Okay. What did you make of it? So there was one line in that episode that really, 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 really annoyed me. Oh, wow. Right. So about seven reallys. <laughs> it was when, um, what's her name? What's her name? The girl who's befriended the stranger. Nori? Nori? Yeah, Nori, right. 
So it's when she said, oh, but all us hobbits, all we... Not hobbits, see? I've already gone into it. All us half-foots, all we do is stand on the sidelines. When are we going to go on an adventure? I'm like, oh. Like, I, I literally, I heard that line. And they hadn't annoyed me the entire time. And that line annoyed me. I'm like, way to make it obvious. Yeah? Way to make it obvious. It's exactly what me and you talked about last week. Yeah. I didn't want this to happen. And then when it happened, I was like, are you actually being serious right now? Like, are we being for real? Is this is this what we're doing? Yeah, it was um it, it was it was disappointing actually. I like I started the I started um with that scene with a bit of um so when they were first introduced, um obviously, you know, going back to find out what's happening with the Harfords. And um, you know, they were having a folksy time, you know, dressed up in their, you know, little costumes, you know, being one with nature and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I did actually enjoy the um I'm starting to enjoy the quirkiness of uh Lenny Henry's character. Oh, I love um, him. Yeah. He actually lives like someone that, you know, lives in a you know, amongst the trees in the grass and stuff like that. Um a bit, bit of a Radagast vibes, uh, not not in terms of his magical powers, nothing nothing like that at all. But I do think if you live that long um, in nature, you do get a bit crazy. And I, you know, I think I think um, I think he brought that character across really well. Um, I loved the um, I loved the memorial service they were sort of doing. You know, talking about people um, that got left behind, and you know, I mean, listing their cause of death. Now I know that sounds really morbid, but um, in a weird way, it was a really light scene, you know? Yeah, when they're all singing and dancing, I'm like, this, you're like, you're listing the dead and you're making yeah. it into a sing song. And I was actually quite enjoying it. And then I'm like, wait, they're actually listing off dead people on their, that who died <laughs> on their way there. Then you got, oh, what's her yeah. name? What's her name? When they listed out her family, I was like, damn, yeah, now it's hitting home. I was all like, happy, 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 happy. And then when they listed out mm. her family, I thought, oh, damn. Yeah, I mean they—they they are, they you know they are actually dead. I mean, one person died from uh, bee stings, and um, they actually decided to laugh, which was it—it uh, <laughs> it was something. It was something. But like I said, I, I did find it. I—I I, did—I did find it interesting. I think I—I I felt a little bit more in love. Well, no, love is a very strong word. Let me not love bomb these guys. Um, <laughs> I did like. I feel like I liked their character just a little uh, a little bit more but um as far as where the story went i really didn't think it went anywhere so obviously we know that nori has been trying to hide the stranger from everyone in the camp um this stranger um again like doesn't seem to know where they are is a bit infantile in some ways um if you ever watched the iron giant um very very old movie um but about someone that was trying to sneak a giant around. And I felt it was that same kind of trope. So they're trying to do something, but they're knocking into stuff. You know, uh, it's like it's like a collapsing bookshelves, uh, basically. And that's what happened um, with the stranger looking at a map, which I think was a map of stars. Um, but then something that was indicated to us in episode two, that this person can't quite control fire. So set fire to this map. And then we have um, an unfortunately tired um, sequence of, you know, they he bumps into one thing 
and that other thing bumps into something else. And then, you know, before we know it, he's spinning out of control and all of the Harfoots have uh, now spotted the stranger, which they weren't too happy about. I mean, what did you, what did you think of the stranger's representation um, in that scene? It, do you know what he reminded me of, right? Do you remember that um, Roald Dahl book, the BFG? Yes. That's what that reminded yeah. me of. And yeah. I know I'm going to be very annoyed once we get the um, identity reveal of who this person is. Um, I don't know who this person is, but like, because they made him look like a real bumbly sort of idiot. He's bumping into yeah. things. He like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's very much... Okay, the BFG is a terrible example, but that's what he looked like to me. But it had the feel of, like... You know when Pinocchio becomes a real boy and he doesn't really know how to use his legs and stuff? That's what that reminded me of completely. And it's just sort of like, well, if this person is this massively ethereal, all-knowing, or whatever this person is, we know he's going to be some sort of omnipotent character. You've made them look like quite an idiot. In episode three, yeah. which is now, I, I know it shouldn't make me feel this way, but I don't know if I'm going to actually take them that seriously. Because I'm like, well, you're the same person. You do have bumped into thing one, thing two, thing three, thing four, and bumped into a bunch of half-foots looking like an absolute prat. Pretty much, pretty much. And um, it's hard because I know, obviously, there's loads of theories surrounding who this character can be. And, you know, a lot of those theories are someone of great importance but um you know to spend three episodes mind you you know most of the episodes are if i'm you know wrong someone correct me but i do believe they're all over an hour long and we've only got two words out of this person they've already shown us that you know he's quite clumsy he's infantile and for some reason he can't control fire or causes fire to react whenever he goes near it and um obviously we get the Harfords, you know, not so happy about having a giant, you know, amongst them that could have endangered the entire clan. You know, they got banished to the back of the migration, as they called it, um, which sounded like a really bad punishment. But um, it was it was frustrating that we didn't get any more of what this character could be. The person, um, I did see a few things online, um, the fact that, so the only word he could say was Nori, um, which just exposed my girl, like, straight away. <laughs> and um, But the other thing was that he said friend, um, which sent the Gandalf theories absolutely wild because we know Gandalf sat in front of Moria and there was the whole riddle to get inside, um, to get inside yes. Moria. And the password was... Fr- ah. Yeah. So a lot of people, and uh, we both said we don't want to see this, but, I mean, he said friend, and I don't know, like, the guy can't speak, and they've decided he can only say the name of the girl and the word friend. Oh, I didn't think about um, that. Oh, he did say... Oh, my gosh. But... Now I feel like I've ruined your day. To be honest, I really, I'm, I'm really. Look, I'm really hoping it's not the case. I'm really hoping it's not the case. But just to you know, focus on the story side of things. For me, that story actually hasn't gone anywhere. Okay, there's the the scope that you know, there's the Harfords finding out that there's a giant among them, 
But um, at the same time, uh, that could have been done in episode two, I feel. Yeah, I do think they needed to stretch out that storyline to episode three. I think they could have done that in the entirety of episode two and then spent episode three sort of expanding on their little migration journey and, you know, what happens, you know, sort of pull out, you know, who is he, um, his um, correspondence with Nori's family, because obviously her mum was not with the shits at all. She 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 didn't want that giant around at happen. all. She was like, "Girl, you're a half foot. We don't deal with yeah. tall folk." Um, so oh, no, no, we stay on the we path. stay on the we path. Like the we path. keep our heads down. Like, what did you say? The tallest weeds get snipped off. Yeah. So it would have been more interesting to see that push and pull of Nori actually, even though it's really tired and annoying because then it dilutes what Frodo did later on um, with the Shire. Yeah. But it would have been quite interesting to see like the push and pull of their two conflicting ideologies of the way they view the world and how she corresponds with the stranger. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're right. It could have been done in episode two. I, I, it's got for them to put in episode three has got to mean it leads up to. I'm hoping it. It has to mean it leads up to something because I think what it did. We'll probably talk about the other storylines. The storyline in the with involving the other characters was so strong. Mm. That it has to make me think. You've this has got to be leading somewhere in the next episode. Like you've got to be. It's got to be. It's got to pay off because the other two were so heavy, big storylines that shocked me. I didn't think they were going to do half of the things I saw in there. Yeah. Um. This early on, so it has to lead into something significant. Because then, what's the point of putting something that could have just all been done and sorted? Within the, within the first episode. Yeah, no, exact, exactly. And um, I mean, apart from the family discovering, you know, a giant amongst them, which I feel, you know, could have been done in episode one, and I don't think anyone would have complained because it seems like the natural path for the story to take. Um, it is kind of frustrating that not only is this person, has this person been infantilized, so I'm not thinking, oh, my days, you know, this is a really cool and important person it seems like they're going to be dealing with a big baby and we've got the repetition of nori being like well you know let's go see the big bad world so um you know if if i was a if i was a uh, i don't know a a grades teacher or uh, whatever that 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 the grades teacher doesn't exist that doesn't make any sense <laughs> i don't know why i said that if i was a teacher giving people grades um it would be it, it would it would be quite low um i, I did you know it, it's it's is some of our fears realized ever so slightly so let's hope we get a good payoff and uh, let's move to something a bit more uh exciting um as priscilla folds her hands <laughs> she is ready to go so um yeah let's go to the island of numenor so obviously we've got uh we've got galadriel uh waking up in a boat uh halbrand is there offered some food um and uh yeah why don't you why don't you kick us off what did you talk us through your thoughts and um yes yeah, I'll, I'll sort of go through the narrative um but yeah go ahead so when I heard the name Ilsador, right? <laughs> I'm going to tear up. Right. It's like, you're not meant to be here. I'm going to forget you're here. You're not meant to technically be here. I'm excited <laughs> you're here, right? I was like... Yeah. And then, like, he obviously does not look like 
the Peter Jackson's version of it at all. He was a lot fitter than that one. But, <laughs> but... Yeah, it doesn't look like he'll grow into... It do, he, I don't know if he'll grow Jackson. into that. He didn't... He was given... This is a different show. He was given from I'm From Dawn. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think they've... I think that's kind of what they've gone for. You know, at the end of the day, this is an island in the middle of the sea, so... Yes, I think um, they went off that vibe. Because even his sister, who doesn't exist in the actual law... Yeah, <laughs> which was eventually... which I thought was replacing her brother. Brother, but, but they mentioned his brother. Yes. Oh, okay. This is interesting. I think it's probably to sort of play a mother role. Yeah. Instead of being a mother there, but when I saw Isidor, I was like, "Oh my heart!" I was like, "Gosh, this is this is you're getting to me." It's like yeah. Jeff, Jeff Bezos, you sick sick man. You knew what you were doing <laughs> by putting him in there because he's <laughs> one of my favorite characters in the law. Yeah. Obviously, you know me, I like my people turning bad, innit? Um, so it was actually interesting seeing what he was actually what what he was like pre, you know, the ring and stuff and seeing you can even see little bits and pieces of his personality and what would actually potentially lead him to wanting to keep the ring. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I think way, that was important to introduce. Which was important to us to introduce because I think it gives us, an, even though they should have not done that, I would have been very happy without it. But it does, I get what they're trying to do there. They, obviously, they want to sort of, basically, when you watch it, you sort of understand the fellowship better when they do the whole prologue of the fellowship. Yeah. Um, I really, really, really loved the way that they handled um, Half Brand. I, I, I loved him. The, the second episode, I wasn't there. I wasn't standing. I was understanding. Yeah. That third episode, he got me, is when he goes, oh, but you shouldn't trust me. You know what my ancestors did. I was, yeah. like, oh. I was like, he gagged you there, sis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gagged you there. But yeah, I found his um, character development in the episode very interesting. He, he actually, there was a lot of development from his side because to obviously find out that he's an heir and he's the king of men, yada, 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 mm. and that he can actually unite everyone under one banner um, was actually very interesting. I hate that they did that typical trope they do in films. I know other reviews also said spot the same thing as well, which is when you want to show someone who's powerful, you get them alone in an alleyway and beat up a lot of people. And you go, see, he is powerful. He yeah. can fight. And I hate that trope. You could have just done that thing. Like, they've already shown that he's got somewhat of an edge with the way he defended... Um, now her name's gone out of my head. Oh, her name's gone out of my head. Galadriel. Yeah, Galadriel. I don't know why I forgot her name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the way he... Def- I don't know why I forgot her. But when yeah, he defended he um, Galadriel, too. when he stepped in, I'm like, that's enough. Yeah. Like if we then obviously if we had that and then found that later down the line the, the same the same scene, I'm like, okay, that makes sense because what he did there was actually a bit was like that's more kingly like mm. than him beating up four people. Like, yeah, I could be up I can't, but I could be up four people. <laughs> Does that make me viable to be, you know, king and unite all men under one banner? So that was interesting. I think Galadriel was very, very interesting in this episode. She's a bit of a cocky little shite, I'm not going to lie. Can't yeah, talk to yeah. people like that. She's not who she is a few thousand years later. No, she really isn't. She ain't, she ain't there, man. She, she's a few thousand years, so we'll allow it. Yeah, we'll, we'll allow, allow it. it. She's young. She's young. But, um, yeah, like it was very interesting seeing her sort of... Well, I think what I liked about what she was doing was that 
she is still young and she's still got growing pains there. But I love the fact that she clocked. I can't do this on my own and do this one man army I was doing for so long yeah. for my brother. Yeah. I've got to team up with people. And I think seeing her team up with Powerbrand and actually realizing him, her finding, even her um, finding like working, oh, um, working with Thingy, um, and then finding the actual mark, and, and then when they did the reveal, yeah, Samar, that it was actually the map. I was like, oh shit, and that's genius. And I think you know this the the thing that got to me, and I was like, oh shit's getting real, was when um when they said the elf is here, yeah. Yeah. When yeah. they said that, I was like, oh. Oh, because I kept thinking, why is she moving anti with her? The entire time, I kept thinking. Yeah, she, she, so this is Queen Muriel we're talking about here. So we, Being yeah. proper anti with her. And yeah. I kept thinking, what's your problem with Gladiol? Because I know she's been a little bit of an ass. And I know mm. she's pushing a little few buttons here and there. But she's not being a complete and utter prat. Like, she's being, you know what I mean? It's something you can work with. I think she's just been strong for her people. She's been strong-willed and strong-minded. And then when she said to the oh, the king, the elf is here, I thought, okay, 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 all right, I understand that. Some of the hostility has been explained. Hostility is now making sense. So, um, yeah, I I mean, I don't want to come in and be... um, Definitely, definitely not negative, but like, there's a reason this was in front of the the Harfords. Like, there were loads of aspects I really liked um, about this particular storyline. Um, so I felt for the first time, like Harbrand was like one of the first times where like a made up character made me kind of sit up and say, oh, "Okay, this could actually be interesting." Because in the first, in his first appearance, I felt he was stoic. I didn't really know what his um, what his motivations were and things like that. But I love the way he skillfully handled uh, Muriel in terms of, you know, because Galadriel, like I said, was being really strong-headed. And like like I said, this just is such a departure from how we know her in the books and Peter Jackson's. But like I said, we'll allow it thousands of years. Maybe she just grows up. Um, but then, then, like you said, the the writing tropes. Now, it's kind of like... I, I want to call it like set piece writing where like they, you, you kind of add a very pointless scene to make a point. And sometimes when I'm watching something, I don't want to watch something and be like, you could cut this scene out completely and the story would still move forward. So what I'm referring to is the drink up you had with, um, let's just call the Numenorean Tories. Oh, yes. It was even... <laughs> It was. I, I just think it was a strange scene. I'm just going to put it out there. I think it was a strange scene, um, particularly when he said, you know, they're bullying him, which you know kind of made sense. Okay, he was um, like like they called him lowborn because of what he was wearing. Um, didn't look like he had any money. So when he said, "I'm going to buy everyone around," just seemed really confusing. So he had all this money, and then he steals the jewel of one of the Tories, and I'm just like. That doesn't make any sense. It's really weird that this guy um, has the money to buy everyone drinks, but uh, still resorts to stealing. Um, unless I missed something, um, really, unless I missed something, it just seems that all of that was written to put him in an alley with five angry men and then say, uh, yeah, he can beat everyone up. Um so I did I did find that really weird. But at the same time, it, it did it did capture 
my attention um, for sure. So I know you've spoken about uh, Isildur and his uh, siblings quite a bit. I mean, but, you know, let, obviously let's not forget Elendil, the name that Aragorn cries in the Battle of... Oh, Elendil. yeah. I, I think, yeah, really good actor. When Muriel, and when Muriel is saying, so, you know, translate your name, I thought that was really cool. So, you know, even when he said, like, um, I think he said, I think it means um, stargazer or friend of stars. And friend, yeah, that, something friend, something friend or something, yeah. Yeah, um, which I thought was, to me, when I um, when I heard that, I thought that's a good enough connection to elves anyway. Because literally, if you like, I can't speak any elvish, but when you do look around their language, a lot of their language is to do with light and stars and all that kind of stuff. So I thought that was deep enough of a connection. But then they throw in that really weird line, what else does it mean? And then he says, friend of elves. And I'm just like, I mean, that's, um, what, what's... That what's, was unnecessary. What? Yeah, it's like, you know, the, 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 the stargazer line was subtle enough. It was like... Even the know, thing with the, with the statues, with the statues, it's saying, oh, you know what? It's, I think he said on the statues, on the things on the wall, Oh, like it mm. says, but it's an el- elvish. That's enough. Like, like you were saying, that's fine. Yeah. And like that, that was enough to say, you know, this guy might be involved with, with elves. You know, most people will know that this guy, uh, is related to Aragon and Aragon loves an elf. Like, I think there's a way to be a bit more subtle, um, with these things rather than, um, you know, re- spelling it out basically. Um, yeah. you know, you, you want to do a show, don't tell sort of thing. So to literally say, what does your name mean? Oh, it means elf friend. So now we know that you're going to help Galadriel. So, uh, again, like it's, it's, um, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm definitely not like, you know, crapping on this episode. I did actually think it was the best, particularly because of the last storyline we're going to cover, but there was some, uh, really weird moments. I've got one more to throw in there. One, just, just, just one more. Um, and the thing is, the reason why it sounds really negative as well is you actually covered like a lot of the good stuff. You know, it was really cool to see Isildur. Muriel was great to see. And she's absolutely beautiful. Uh, my girlfriend doesn't have any interest in Lord of the Rings, so she's never going to hear it. But that woman is, wow. And a good actor as well. So it's all good, man. It's all good. Not you putting the it's disclaimer mad, it's mad, out. It's mad out um, <laughs> sorry, forgive me, listeners. Um, but I'm sure most of you will agree. Anyway, but there was a really strange moment. So, you know. Just so you know, that's the cold open. Just so you know. You go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. Bye. <laughs> right. So a really strange moment for me was when they were riding to the uh, <gasps> Hall of Law. And what was that? When, if this show... Her smile. What were they? What were they do you know what, right? Someone added that as a joke, innit? Do, do, do you want me to do the scene or what? How I was watching the episode, right? Yeah. So I ordered, I ordered my breakfast, right? I'm sitting and I'm eating. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And then I see... um. I'm like, they're going to ride horses. And I'm like, okay, come on, Lloyd's Bank advert. I know that's right. <laughs> and then she did that face. And I, I don't know if you can see it. Like, you, you're going to see it. It was like this, oh, right? No. And it looks like, you know, when people, like you can't, I don't know if you can see me. Obviously, I don't know if this is going to be shown on YouTube-wise, but 
Like, you know when you edit weird smiles and you Photoshop them on people? Yeah, yeah. It looked, I literally was, like, I had, like, a fried piece of toast in my mouth like this. Yeah. And then I literally froze and I started laughing. I almost thought, like, my, like it was going to drop on me because I thought, what sort of smile is that? I felt so pediatrous because I'm like, that's not flattering, like, girl. girl. who cleared it? Like, do you know what that felt like? It felt like, um, it felt like one of those scenes that, like, you know, maybe they were having fun riding horses and one of the cameramen just happened to capture, you know, a, a not so serious moment. Because, like, if you imagine, like, you know, on set, they just had to ride the horses, might not even have been them. But, you know, maybe the director asked for some close-ups, like, you know, let's just get some close-ups, maybe we can use it. And so, because, you know, we all, we all know, like, you know, if a movie... Um, it was two hours. Sometimes it was six hours of filming and then they cut it to two. And that just feels like one of those things that were just in there because the director was trying to get a particular shot. And then someone comes along and says, do you know what? I like that shot. Let's use it and let's put it in slow motion. Like the, the slow motion of the horse running was actually bad enough. But then that close up of her face and it was like, it, you know, it just didn't make it just didn't make any sense because there was also a moment where, um, you know, when uh, Elendil was like, "Oh, it's a couple of hours ride from here," and then Galadriel's like, "Oh, ride." So okay, they're setting up. She's really excited about horses, even though, again, maybe Tolkien fans can come and tell me that she's always been into horses. Hasn't been indicated in any of the episodes. Wasn't indicated in the Hobbit trilogy or the Lord of the Rings trilogy. So. It was it was very weird, and then they showed her fa- all like her face all zoomed up, like almost like the only other close up like that in the entirety of Lord of the Rings was Gollum when he finally got the ring. Um, and I'm just like, yo, what was that? Who left it in there? And that is the meme all the haters are going to use. Unfortunately, I guarantee you that is going to be some haters' thumbnails tonight. Oh, they've probably got it started already. I saw that right. And I was like, oh. Is, oh, is this who we are? Is this what we represent? Like, yeah. really? Because oh. if everything was going so well, I was having a great time. I was having a jolly good time. And then I saw that and I thought, because yeah. you know what? I don't mind if you're showing um, the horse riding in general. Like, um, like I don't really care. As long as you, if, if, if you, like, I just hope that, like, if they removed the heart getting excited about the horses and she was just riding and stuff and it was like a normal horse riding scene in any film or fantasy program. Like, you know, like, um, when Gandalf is taking Pippin. Yeah, yeah. Um, to, to, um, minister. To minister, yeah. If it was like that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give it to you crap. So that's fine. Do you know what I mean? Well, that was nice, you know, some wide shots. Some and, wide uh, shots, the, um, the you know, scenery. see a bit of the horse's legs, you know what I mean? Just to demonstrate, okay, they're travelling somewhere. That's all we need to know. That's what but you... like that. Yeah, like, I, I don't know the purpose. Like, someone has to come and explain. And, and you know, it does. It, it, things like that do make me worry for the future of the episode. But at the same time, look, some exciting things do, do happen, you know, in that whole sequence. You know, finding out that this is an assidual... This is Mordor. Um, uh, the fact that Queen Mirio has one of the Palantirs. Um, you know, who the hell is Halbrand? You know, th- so there were some good things in there. But guys, this is the difference between making a seven out of 10 show and a 10 10 show. Mo- moments like that. So let's save this episode. So for me, and again, I don't know if you agree, but I think what happened in the Southlands with our man 
Arandir, and the Orcs was by far the best. Yo, when I heard that Cockney accent and I saw that face (laughs) and I thought, oh, shit, here we go again. I was like, not the Orcs. The thing is, yeah, this is a disclaimer, right? They they used to scare me as a kid. Okay. I they used to terrify me. I mean, remember when you read the books and stuff, and you know, Tolkien makes them sound really creepy and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But I remember when I first saw like the Fellowship, freaked. It was him and um, Voldemort terrorized my childhood. So like, <laughs> I felt like they. And then I think when I saw them, was it in the Hobbit that I saw them? They were in Hobbit in it. I don't even remember yeah. the Hobbit. In the Hobbit, they didn't scare me as much. These ones, yeah. These guys were on cruds. But they yeah. actually, they scared the living bit. I said, like, oh, dear, babe, I don't know how I'm going to get you out of this one. I was out here trying to find yeah, ways no, to get looking, out. It's looking tight. It was looking, looking tight. Tight. Like, do you know what it felt like, right? He was facing prime 2010 Pep's Barcelona, right? Yeah. Xavi, Iniesta, Messi, like... Pedro, all these players are like all these also there. I'm like, guys, that this tiki taka is it's not working out, babe. Yeah, you and your little men, you're not getting out. And then it was, I think, the bit that got to me the most, yeah. And I'm like, why are you crying? Was when he had to cut the tree, yeah. But look, it's a nice, it's a nice touch. It's like, I know, I know what you mean, but. These are the little things that the fans want to enjoy. And I don't know if they had three different directors for these three storylines that we're talking about, but I do feel that was that was a great storyline in terms of the way it built up tension, faithfulness to the races, um, all-round action, although there's one little bit I wasn't too happy with... I'm going to end up being the negative guy on this podcast, unfortunately. I, I, I won't be. Hopefully, you know, hopefully you balance me out, you know, sweet and sour, that sort of thing. But um, <laughs> I just felt like, you know, it was nice the way... So just to set the scene um, for everyone, we know that they're in the Southlands. These orcs have captured Ar- Arendir. They're making them either rip up the land because they're looking for something. They don't tell us, which was deliberate. Um, but we now know that those lands are what, um, and for those that don't know, um, and it's not a spoiler because you're literally told, but that is what eventually becomes Mordor. And so we're seeing them rip, you know, rip up the land. And I did like the way the elves, so he's with his elves from the Watchtower and the orcs are telling him to cut down the tree. And elves elves aren't on that. You know, they, they like the trees, they're tree huggers. You know, shout out Bellerin and them, man. You know, that, not Bellerin. <laughs> Greta Thunberg and that. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Greta Thunberg, all these men, like, we're not going to cut down the trees. And so the best, again, like, a, this is where I talk about faithfulness to characters. See, the things about orcs is that they are absolutely irredeemable. That is their thing. They're, there's, there's not, they're not supposed to be nice or considered. And the only reason I'm saying this is because there was a lot of rumours that there might be a bit more to orcs. And as Tolkien fans, we aren't trying to see that an, uh, an orc is bad, is bad, is bad. So when they were handing out the water, I was like, well, what's, what's going on? Because there was no poison in it. It was like, okay, he passed it to next man. 
drank some water. Hey, the like, tension oh, yeah. in that was crazy. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, something's going to happen. I have no idea what. Because I said, like, one of you are going to start choking, surely. But they said, nah. And they waited for the last man to sky it. And as he's raising his glass, the throat is cut. And it was so brutal in a way that I wasn't, I was wondering how this show would handle violence. But um, yeah, that was interesting. The shock on his face, dying with eyes open as blood, you know, spilt from his, uh, from his neck. And I was like, okay, these orcs mean business. And you know what? That put the stakes up. They're like, this is a, this is a serious, serious situation. You know, you're dealing with the ones that are to become Mordor orcs, the worst of the worst. Now, another thing that built up tension really well, we can talk about this and for everyone, this is the character that I thought Priscilla was getting really excited about. Turned out to be a Sildor, but that's, that's okay. They kept on saying um, Andar or Adar, sorry, which was the name of the episode as well. Now, I just thought this was one of Sauron's many, many names, and it still could be. But I wanted to know who this guy was, because even the thing about it being Sauron was um, one of the elves literally said, you know, that guy goes by many names. And we're just thinking, is it him? Is it him? And, you know, they built up the tension really well. But what did you think of... So, obviously, friend dies. They decide to escape um, when the sun is high, which, again, was really faithful to the whole orc thing. Um, What did you make of the fight scene? What did you make of the fight scene? I think the cutting of the tent thing to expose the sun Mm. to the orcs, genius. That was smart. Yeah, I like that. I think the what is that? Whatever that juju creature was, that um, it was supposed to be a walk. Was it meant to be I a walk? Why... Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. You see, what was that? See that? I was, was just gonna... looking at it, and I was like, "Is this a dog? Uh, it looks like a cat yeah. dog." You know, when you go to Africa, right? And then, yeah. like, you see them runaway dogs that they've not eaten. They've got that dog in them. <laughs> yeah. That's what that looked like. I was looking around here like it was an episode of The Office. I'm like, is this meant to be a walk? Oh, man. I don't know what that yeah. was meant to be. It looked like a German shepherd on steroids. They've not eaten and they're just oh. being pumped up with the juice. I was, <laughs> I was so confused because I like that. Honestly, like, like, it had rabies, but it lived, basically. But it lived. Like, it's got that dog yeah. in them. Do you know what I mean? It's got that dog, bro. When oh, he beat, when dog, he he bit that guy's rabies. face, nah. Man, when he bit that I wasn't expecting that level of violence. I really wasn't. It's not you. They didn't even prep you for it. Is that yeah. That dog's rabid, but ain't. You know, you can cope. You can cope. You can cope. You can cope. I, I, put me in there. I put that work in. Then he bit that guy's yeah. face off, and I thought, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm happy sitting here back in London, and I'm not involved <laughs> in that. But yeah, I didn't know that was meant to be a walk. I was so confused. I kept like, I wanted to ask people, like, is that meant to be a walk or like? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, it would have been better for them to say like fell beast or something. Because I mean, let's let's just have it right. I think the wargs in Peter Jackson's version were just a lot better. Um, a whole lot they, better. Yeah, and like, and you know, it's it's kind of crazy. Um, Peter Jackson's movies are twenty years old, and I think it's like kind of mad that they had better CGI wolves 
than a uh, wog, sorry, than uh, guys in 2022 backed by the richest yeah, man on earth. Or it was it was very odd because the orcs were perfect. Yeah, that was actually perfect. But that was makeup. That, those were actors. That, those were yeah, actors. So no CGI perfect. at all. Because I'm like, you've handled the CGI on this show quite well. But I've not really yeah. had any CGI complaints till I saw that. I was like, guys, man, this is this is important characterization here. Yeah. yeah. You can't mess this one up. Because we need to deal with, you know. Like, we, yeah, we've, right. got, we, we've got to get this one right. But I think what was interesting, the one thing on the fire that made me, and I like the callback to it, was when Aaron did, Aaron did hold the, the, that guy, oh, boy, I keep forgetting his name, though, the, his other elf friend, that... Um, the way we're going to have to win is we have to get ourselves to the top and lead us to go towards the sunlight. And that yeah. guy does exactly that and then gets arrows yeah. stuck in him. I was like, ooh. Yeah. yeah. See, that was, again, that's why I do like their their bravery to kind of um, let people die. Because I think just this is just a criticism of um, certainly Disney taking over a few franchises is that they're really scared to, you know, exact violence on people. They they don't kill people that much. And I think if that was a typical Disney plus show, potentially the flavor of a lot of shows we're seeing now, um, that guy probably would have made it. He probably would have been captured or something like that. Like there would have been, I don't know, some orcs. I just happened to be waiting for him, but no, they gave us that hope and he turned around and there were arrows in his chest and you're like, rah, this is serious. Because at the end of the day, the escape that they were trying to do completely failed. And it was like, do you know what? I'm like, yeah, let's embrace some violence because this isn't this isn't a peaceful time. I don't want to see whether these characters are made up or not. I don't want to see everyone surviving and having a, having a happy ending. So like I said, that was by far, and you know, warg aside, warg aside, I thought that was really good. The build-up of tension, faithfulness to the characters, the orcs look great. Um, for people that um, have played Shadow of Mordor, I don't know if you've played Shadow of Mordor. A little um, bit, not too much. Oh, okay. But I feel like those orcs were based on that characterization. I mean, yeah, the the, the accents. I don't know why they decided orcs are Cockney, but... We're gonna we're gonna go with it. It makes me laugh. I'm like, rah! It's you know what it is? East London because <laughs> I was born in East London, innit? Oh no! So oh, I'm listening no. to these people, yeah, and I'm like, wow! I'm watching Snatch. No, so who? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Who went to East London and said, "Do you know what? This is what orcs sound I'm like." I'm convinced Peter Jackson <laughs> went to a West Ham game. He saw uh, them yeah, man eating yeah, their pie, it. their mash, and their lagers and ales and that, and he thought, you know what? Yeah, I want them to sound like that. That's what so he said. I got, I got, I said, so I got, I got something for you. But anyway, no East London slander. Um, let's, yeah, my husband in Hackney. Let me not cuss. Let me not cuss. Let me not cuss. Um, I, I'm only joking. We slander East London all the time on here. <laughs> <laughs> um, according to Tolkien, East. Hey, East isn't good. All the bad things come from the East. Unfortunately, hey, I didn't. I didn't write it. I didn't. I, Everton I didn't, Hospital I didn't stands rise up. <laughs> oh, so anyway, anyway, um, but yeah, but look, it, it was it was really good. And then obviously, the best part that we were waiting for is who is this Adar guy? Um, and you know, you see someone walking 
everyone's bowing and you're like, there is no way this could be Sauron. Surely not. Is this one of the disguises of Sauron? Then he's walking and then just as they're about to reveal his face, they cut it. And you know what? For the first time, that made me feel like, actually, I want to see episode four straight away. That that was good. That was good. By far the best part of the episode. But what that leads me into, just just maybe to finish and discuss and speculate and, you know, maybe add a bit of insight. There are a few characters on the board now um, in terms of people that have been made up and there are potentially um, identities of villains that we don't actually know. So when I when I talk about some made up people, so we've got Aaron Deer, we've got Halbrand, um, we've got this Adar guy. Have we seen Sauron or the Witch King already? I... Is he amongst these people? I... Remember, Halbrand is, was a servant of Morgoth. He said it's in his blood. That's this is this is this is where I was going to go to, right? So, I had a sneaky feeling in my heart, right? It's going to be Halbrand. I had the sneaky feeling in my heart, and then I was mm. like, "Let me watch some reviews and see if anyone else is on the same wavelength as me." And then okay. the one who I watch, like I watch heavy. This one guy is really good. When he said it, and I thought. He he thinks he could be the Witch King. I thought, because in my head, I kept thinking, this is too convenient. I don't know if it's a red herring to make us think. Uh, yeah, it could be a misdirection. As in, like, oh, like, you know, your descendant, you know, your people, you know, they go off to the dark side and that, you know what I mean? So I mm-hmm. thought maybe they're just tipping us off to misdirect us and he actually turns out to be pleasantly okay. But in my head, I kept thinking, oh, this got to be the Witch King. This has got, he's got, he actually has to be the Witch King. I, I, but I don't know if I've convinced myself, so I've become one of them stupid um, Mephisto people that the Marvel lot has. <laughs> where I've now, I'm going to convince myself he's the Witch King. Because it would be quite interesting to see him beginning to like him. You're like, oh, he's not like his ancestors. Everyone unites under him. And then bam. Like after five seasons of yeah. development, he goes off and you know does an Empire Strikes yeah. Back, um, two point <laughs> and that would be that would be that actually that payoff would be really really good. I actually I would actually really really enjoy that. In terms of mm-hmm. Sauron, I don't know, and it's bothering me. Jeez, I can't see. I'm, I'm, I'm you're gonna be my therapist today. It's bothering me, <laughs> right? I want to know who this damn guy is, right? I'm looking, yeah. I'm searching, I'm doing that. Oh, you know David and Love Island when he put two glasses to extra vision. I've been trying to see who this guy is, and honestly, <laughs> hand on my heart, I don't know. I actually don't know. I keep trying to guess people, and I don't think mm. it's that guy who walks into Ardor, who Aaron Dor sees. I don't think it's him. That's too obvious. I don't think it's him. So I think I feel like they're gonna do that stupid thing sometimes. Where do you remember in the Matrix? when um he's leading Leo along and then he's walking and then like no one's bumping into him and it's going to be a random person like who's oh, in the, back- the is it the gun is it the gun scene you're on about? no the scene where, like, where the he's first introducing dress. him to the matrix and this is actually right. a bad example no, i'm not even using the matrix but i feel like it's going to be a thing where no, i remember the matrix quite well anyway go yeah no but i'm trying to think what's the best person to compare it to like, you know when they did the whole, oh, it's Agatha all along and she was behind the scenes of every single little yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. That's what I was okay, trying to get yeah. at. 
I feel like it's going to be someone on the periphery, someone who we've not guessed. And then when yeah. it gets revealed, we're going to be like, oh, because they're, they're not going to be someone who we like, who we, who we thought. I feel like they're going to do that because yeah. I'm trying to look and I'm trying to guess and I'm theorizing and I read, and I know it's only been three episodes, but I really can't tell who it is. Yeah, can't. No, I'm trying exactly. and I'm struggling so, so much because I'm like, I can't, even, like, even with, other, like, even with other shows and stuff, you get a little bit of something. There's someone who's a little yeah. bit dodgy, but there's so many people who are dodgy. Yeah. So it could be anyone. It's like saying definitely... you've got, I don't know, like, it's not even like, um, you know, in the books and in, in, in the fellowship, Boromir had a little bit of something, something. Like, you know, yeah, like, oh, yeah. he, he smells a little bit. And you knew when you read yeah, the books and you, when and you watched the, the film. Yeah, he's going to get, he's going to fall to the ring. And obviously he doesn't. And then he obviously redeems himself in the end. I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm choosing. I'm trying. I don't know if you, I'm going <laughs> to let you see if you know. I don't know. And it's really annoying me. And if I don't find out by episode five, if I don't have something to go off of after seeing that trailer for the whole show and I saw Sarah and I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. start punching walls. <laughs> yeah i i think i think um the only thing that worries me is that like when when you talk about misdirection when you're watching the show and when you really want that payoff of like okay someone is one of these guys like i think it would be slightly disappointing to have an entirely made up villain um when there are so many villains you can go for in season one so it has to be someone that I'm going to be like, oh my God, this is crazy. Um, the thing about misdirection is that you don't want to know you're being misdirected. And like when it's like you're, the writers are doing things to make it look like it's so obvious it's one person, then it's not satisfying when it ends up either being that person or not being that person because if you make it like so obvious something's wrong with Halbrun, so you're like, well, you know, this guy might be prime suspect because his family served Morgoth and all that and um, all that kind of stuff. Would it be, I think it's arguably a little bit boring if it turns out to just be him without that kind of journey or at least us seeing the conflict. Or if it's so obvious or if they make it so obvious he's evil and then misdirect it so badly that it doesn't even make sense anymore. I think that that's where the writers just have to get the balance. You know, like uh, George R. R. Martin always says, you know, the best characters are grey characters. Um, and so it'll be really interesting to see where they take it because I think the advantage um, that the show always had in some ways is that this story isn't written. There's a lot they can do here, but we are relying on the strength of the writers, you know, to deliver a really good show. Um, and, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, I think that's a good place to stop. Uh, did you have, um, any closing thoughts yourself? Um, I think the only closing thoughts I have is, actually, I don't even episode my rating. I didn't even give it my rating. I'll rate Our the ratings. Yeah. Sorry. We should do that. <laughs> I would rate the episode. Mm, like a seven, seven and a half out of ten. Okay. I think there are. I think the ending 
like pulled it up to 7.5 it was a seven before the ending pulled it up because now i'm excited oh, yeah. to see what happens um i think most of the storylines were really 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 good and very very interesting and i think i'm excited to see where it leads up to but i think there are some things they can improve on um the writing generally has been all right to be honest i've had little mini complaints here or there but nothing too crazy for me to like start screaming and shouting about but it's been all right like it's been it's been okay um it's you know considering i I think i just want it to be stronger because like you said in the last thing you said is that like we haven't got a lot of information on the second age you've got no rights to the first age so Mm. because you've got no rights to the first age you've got to make this so strong because you can't mention anything that happens then Mm -hmm. so you've got to make sure everything you're doing now is going to be good but you know what? I'm not gonna lie. With Game of Thrones, the first season was good, but this, the third season's where everything really started to like click into gear, and they were really getting into their groove. Yeah. So, if I gave Game of Thrones grace, and that's my okay, it's not my favorite; it's my second favorite books after Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, and I gave them like a couple of years before I started critiquing them. I'll give them time because Game of Thrones it took them a a while. I just want them to get into more of the nitty gritty like we've had enough world building yeah yeah i'm i know I'm, these worlds yeah, exist yeah. No more Ardor pieces, exist. just get let's get let's get straight into it let, 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 throw me into the mess like yeah i want to no, see more of it now yeah yeah i think no more no more setup i want to know who adari straight away i don't want a filler sort of episode you know as i think um in episode four they might take us back to kazar doom like something, there has to be movement. There has to be movement now. There needs to be more information about the stranger. Um, you know, we need to see what Muriel's dealing with. We need to see Galadriel get back to Middle Earth. Like things really have to start, uh, start moving. You know, no more build up for a build up, and then you leave season one on a cliffhanger. Let's get some, let's get some action. But I think I'll agree with your rating, uh, seven point five for me. Um, I do think in a weird way, it's still, it's still the best episode of the lot so far. Um, yeah. And I think I've seen enough to be like, this show can go places. So it's been good, not amazing. And you know, that, that is without this, that's not even any Game of Thrones tax in there. Um, I think I'm just aware of like both laws so much I can separate it in my mind. But obviously, if this is the first time for like both of them, you wouldn't be able to help but compare. But um, I think it's a decent show in its own right. And I think to hit the levels that HBO have been doing for years and years is just going to be maybe a, a gap too far. Yeah, and I think what doesn't um, help, yeah, because I think you're right. What doesn't help them, and I, it's because House of the Drag is also on, which is also on this podcast. Make sure you listen to it, it's very good. Um, it's that um, House of the Dragons writing similar sort of thing where you've not got a, you've got enough information to do a show on, but you're sort of filling in things as you go along as well a little bit. They've got more help, obviously, because Tolkien's there. The Tolkien, George R. R. Martin is there, so he can help you, yeah. you know, fill in with stuff. But because that's hit the mark every week, and you're on at the same time, and obviously George R. R. Martin yeah. was heavily inspired by Tolkien, heavy, heavy, heavy yeah. inspired as he inspired every fantasy writer because he's the GOAT. Um, So people are going to compare both. 
because like we're going from Friday night that show and then Sunday night House of the Dragon. So, but to be honest, it stands on its own pretty well. Um, to world build this much, this well in three episodes is pretty impressive. I can't lie. Like I know yeah. most of the world. Done well. You done well. We done well. We see Mordor mm. now, so yeah, three episodes in. So yeah, no, exactly, exactly. And uh, for that, I cannot complain. So um, yeah, uh, do you want to give your socials out again? I don't know if you've had any um, Bilbo Baggins ninety four accounts follow you. <laughs> After the last time, but I want the Isildur stands to follow me. Oh, that guy was Isildur stands, yeah. Like Isildur <laughs> was fitting that. Can't lie, man. I mean, I, I involved he was, that, if, but, if all but, the stands were to follow me, anyone who wants to jump into my DMs, talk about that, I am more than happy to. Morning, noon, night, GMT. You know, it's my time because we're here in the UK. Follow me. Let's talk about it because <laughs> no one else is penguin on that show. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. As Priscilla with an X, right? Yeah, yeah. Priscilla. Oh, sorry, I didn't even drop my socials. Um, it's Priscilla with my first I in my name. So P R X S C I L A I D K. That's my Twitter. I'm not giving out my IG. That's for special people. Mine is Chizzy, which is C H I. Z-Z-Y-V-I-I. Um, you can follow me if you like, but um, all I do is cry about Arsenal. So um, if you're into that sort of thing, uh, do give me a shout. Um, and then obviously don't forget to listen to our other shows. Um, we do industry. Um, there is now a complete rack of Better Call Saul episodes to listen to now that that show is over. We've also... Uh, we're also covering industry at the moment, which is really, really good. We had the creators on the other day. So, you know, make sure you give that a listen and keep up to date with our thoughts on that. Uh, so the podcast and the accounts to follow, um, that is uh, popcorn for dinner or one word underscore pod. Um, follow us on Instagram and on Twitter and give us a shout. And um, yeah, no, thanks for listening. No Premier League football this weekend. Um, that's why I'm wearing black. That's why I'm mourning. Um, but yeah, I mean, now you've got no excuse. So make sure you give us a look. All right. Sweet. Have a good evening. Bye. All right. Bye, guys.